You're listening to The Tales We Tell, a podcast about spooky stories, unsolved mysteries, and local lore. I'm your special host, Jarek Parch, and for today we have a bonus episode for you between myself and my father-in-law. Enjoy! But it's going to be a short story. Yeah, no, it's all good. Very so if, if you guys haven't listened to Lost Cosmonauts yet, this is one of our informants. Not a Russian, though. So, but this is Dick Jenkins. This is Hannah Parch's father. And he has a quick story to tell to us. So how's it going, Dick? It's going good. Good. Glad good. to be here. First time, <laughs> yeah, that's the first time, time being here. here. Oh, and you know what sucks is that I'm in the squeaky chair right now, and so are you. But we'll we'll get through this. So I heard you had a story to tell us, and what story might that be? Well, it's the story of the <clears throat> 15-year-old surgeons. All right. <laughs> um, in 10th grade is when you start taking biology. And my best friend and I were just enamored by the, you know, when you do the, <clears throat> what's it called? When you open up a frog and but he's dead, but you see dissection. his heart beating, Dissection. There the we frog. go. Yeah. <clears throat> so my friend had caught this bullfrog. So so we, many frogs have been lost since then. I know. I know. <laughs> but for a good cause. But we, a had good this, story. we had this great idea that we could operate on this bullfrog and look at his heartbeat and all the things we saw in school but not have to kill him yeah like pith him in the back so we began to think how do you do that and you think well when people get operated on they put under anesthesia and they get the operation done and then they get sewn back up and then they wake up so just this, just as simple <clears throat> as that so this will tell you how things have changed since 1969 because the first problem was, well, how do we put the frog under? We know ether does the trick. Go to the drugstore. Yeah. The druggist sells two 15-year-old boys. Hold on. Were you guys doing this outside of school? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. I, thought this, I thought this was in biology no, itself. No. I was going to say, no, you guys could buy. <clears throat> all right. So you guys bought some ether? So we go, yeah, we go to the drugstore and say, do you happen to sell ether? And they said, sure. And so we say, can we buy a bottle? And they said, sure. We're 15. They're probably thinking you're going to drink it because you don't know what the difference. Yeah. So in this time, there was only there was only two doctors. There was the old doctor and his son, who was the younger doctor. So we went to the older doctor and asked him if he could tell us how to use the ether to put the frog to sleep. Does and he know you have the ether? Yeah. We oh, had he did. the bottle in our hand. Oh, man. Yeah. So <laughs> he had this thing called an ether mask. And it's the way they did it in the old days. They right. put gauze between two, like, screened, um, like, two strainers. All right. And that held the gauze in place. And then you put the thing that was like a, strain, a strainer over your mouth and slowly drop the ether on the galls, and it would spread. So it was a slow process to be able to do it. Yeah, but you would watch your, in real life, if it was a human, you would watch, keep dropping until they went to sleep, and then that's the way you would regulate the amount of ether they got by just doing the drops. So so let me get this straight. I see where you're going with this. So that's how there wasn't like a lot of tubing or anything. No tubing. No tubing. This no was tubing. straight up ether to somebody's. Think of a strainer, gauze, yeah. and another strainer on top. 
and then the strainer over your mouth. That's (laughs) that's particularly scary right there. Yeah. So we thought, great, we we got it all figured out. We we um, got the frog. We had the ether mask. We had the ether. Yeah. We had some thread and needle that we were going to use to sew him back up with. We had a little scalpel. All, pre- all prepared. All prepared. So one of us held the frog down, the other one put him to sleep. Um, Do you remember how many drops you used? We, You just we used decided you used them. Oh, my gosh, you killed him. <laughs> no, no, we put him to sleep, though. Yeah. And everything was working. So we tried the scalpel, I guess, was just really dull because we tried to cut into his chest and it wouldn't cut. So all we right. got a pair of scissors and started opening him up that way. <clears throat> Saw his heart beat, saw a little bit of blood, and then horror of all horrors, the frog started waking up. Oh no. And screaming. And our little fifteen year old minds were going, Oh my gosh, we're horrible. We're torturing this frog. What do we do? You know? Add more we're feeling, I mean, we were feeling really <laughs> yeah. bad at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so we just um thought, okay, we'll pl- apply some more ether. Yeah. At least to get him back to sleep. And we realized we hadn't thought through the whole process of how do you sew him back up and mm. all that kind of stuff. So we decided just to keep dropping ether until we pretty much ethered him to death. So, so, we, so when you said in the beginning you used a lot of ether, you really meant you used a lot of ether. Well, we ended up using half the bottle. Oh, just to, my gosh. How much is it recommended for, like, a normal human? Nobody ever told us. Nobody. The doctor and that... that oh. And the doctor didn't say... Keep, keep going. I'm looking up how much ether yeah, normally... The, do, the doctor never said, well, be careful that you're not dying there smelling it yourself or you'll put yourself to sleep. So, um, a human to sleep. <clears throat> Hold on. To sleep. How much ether to put a human to sleep? <sighs> oh, man. I'm probably going to get blacklisted off of a site. I don't even think they use ether anymore. No. I'm pretty sure they don't. They, they give you a drug. I'm going to have the cop showing up in my house thinking that I'm going <laughs> to go out pouring ether on people. What does ether do to a person? Yeah. All right, I'm not looking it up because I don't want to have the cops yeah. at the door. All right. Well, Google has already heard you talk about it. I know. So he, they're sending information to. The and we're being recorded. That's probably and you're right. Recording <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> but I don't think you gave gave anybody my name, did you? I did right in the beginning. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're good. All right. I can change it. You don't know where I live. So that's that's a big help. I know. So anyway, I know where you live. The frog died. Obviously. Yeah. But we felt awful. I mean, we felt terrible for a couple of days because we thought we killed a really nice-sized bullfrog for yeah. that reason. And we were afraid because he was looked like he was suffering when he woke up that we I had to put caused him to bad suffering to an animal, and that made us feel bad. Speaking of uh, speaking <clears throat> of bullfrogs, we have three that live outside of our door. And we know it because our dog, Kelly, decides to bark at them continuously. Well, as long as she doesn't play with them See, like with her mouth. That's what, <laughs> that's what we are so afraid of. That one night, I just watched her. She's jumping back and forth, barking at it, and the thing is flaring up. Yeah, I'm like, she's going to grab it. So I put them off to the side. I put them across in the neighbor's yard. 
and he keeps coming back. And then I realize <laughs> that there's two of them. Yeah. And then there's three of them. And I'm like, all right, like I'm done moving frogs. I'm done getting pissed on by frogs. Yeah. Trying to protect him from Kelly. But other than that, you know, I don't think any ether is going to be involved or any scuffles. No, no. But back in the day, they would sell you amazing things to be a kid. When I was 12, my best friend gave me a can of black gunpowder and a 50-foot underwater fuse for Christmas one year. That's something I can get involved in. <clears throat> what did you end up using it for? Well, nobody taught me the concept of shrapnel. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I filled, filled a Coke bottle half full of black powder oh, and stuck gosh. the fuse in it. I mean, I got got away from it, Yeah, but blew up a Coke bottle. And it's like, had I been any closer, any closer, the shrapnel of the glass obviously could have done some major damage. Man, I love fireworks. That's a different story. Well, that was pretty good. Do you have any more stories that you'd like to tell? No, other than... When I got the underwater fuse from this, the company that sold my friend the underwater fuse to send to me, he gave me the name of the company so I could get some more. What did he think <clears throat> you were going to do with these fuses? Well, we were making rockets. So he gave it to me because he thought I was going to use the black powder to And you had other ideas? Rocket. <clears throat> but when you're 12 yeah. and your parents don't care what you do and... Yeah, the, you know nobody cares what a twelve-year-old does, and you, you live in a small town. I don't think you my, can think of a ton of things to blow. I don't up think my parents care. I did. <clears throat> yeah, living up in the middle of nowhere, I blew up a lot of shit. Yeah. like fireworks and bonfires and spray cans, just blowing everything up. Yeah. But after I ordered the second fuse from this company, and I can't remember it was called something scientific company, and I think they were from Rochester. I really do. That sounds about right. And they sent me this letter and it says, do you want to be the Einstein of your block? <clears throat> and it talks about, we can teach you how to do plastic explosives that will explode underwater but won't explode out of water and all this kind of stuff. And I look back at it and I'm thinking... You could have been an explosive I expert. I could have really been dangerous. And Google, if you're hearing this, I didn't do it. I, I didn't order any of that stuff. It was 50 years ago, <laughs> 1970. No, this was longer than that. This was, yeah, 19, this was 19, 1967. Yeah, I was going to say, because you said 1969 when you were 15. Yeah, this so. is 1967. Man, so, I wish I could buy shit like that today. Yeah, That's but, not true. Yeah, and we None of us wore helmets when we rode our bikes. I don't ride a helmet when I ride my bike. I know. And they're going Google will come after you for that too. Yeah, they're gonna start saying, "Hey, maybe you should buy a helmet soon." Yeah. I'll see it tomorrow. Yeah, I'll see underwater explosive expert come up on my Google search later, and I'll be yeah. like, "I might be interested in that." Yeah, and then the next and then bad ether. thing that happens, you're on the list. Yeah, and then ether. <laughs> Are you looking to be a surgeon? <laughs> no, not necessarily. I'm not looking to be a surgeon. Yeah. But, huh. So. So it's time to. Close because you said I only had to tell a little small story, and I gave you two. All right, I got a little bit more out of you. Well, thank you for coming aboard. Sure. I will not tell people where you live, so we're not, <laughs> so none of us are going to go to jail. They can figure out where I live because it's good. Oh, yeah, it's pretty easy. They know everything. They're Ooh. probably watching us through your computer unless you have a little piece of tape. No, my friend Steve puts aluminum foil over his with black, um, 
electrical tape. Yeah. I probably should do that, but we do too many Zoom calls with it, so. Well, I put a little piece of scotch tape over mine so it fuzzes everything. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking how many times this door has been open and how many times I've come out of the shower. Yeah. Just like, like maybe some scotch tape should do me some well if I'm going to be fuzzy. (laughs) It's one of many reasons... And I have many reasons for not falling for the scam, but, you know, the Russian scam where they say, you know, we've stolen your password and we've taken pictures of you looking at a porn site. Been like, awesome. And, you know, if you don't send us $300 in Bitcoin, we're going to send this little video to all of your contacts. Have you ever gotten that? <laughs> My response would be cool. Like, can you resend the video? Because I've yeah. been looking for that one for a long time. <laughs> like, I know. <clears throat> be like, what year did you go back? Because there's been a video on my mind that yeah. I need to read. But the thing is, they, they did have a password that, I mean, I don't password know porn sites, but they had a password that I had used at a site yeah. 10 years ago, maybe. and They just got lucky with it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I've thought about that with like computer stuff. Like, how much can I learn to actually be effective stopping stuff like in my own home? But at the same time, I'm not like I don't want to say what passwords yeah, I use. Yeah, I like know. I'm not going to say, "Hey, listen, I've <clears throat> used the last password for the last twenty years." Yeah, you know, because I don't do that. But at the same time, like. Like, could I do that to somebody else? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not subconsciously yeah. going to do that. I know. But, all right. Well, I guess that's all the time we have for today since Santa's making dinner. Well, thank you, Jerry. Oh, no it's problem. Good to be here. here. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode between myself and my father-in-law. I really enjoyed talking with him and making this episode. Like he said right in the beginning, he was only planning on telling one, but I managed to squeak a few more out of him. Next week, you guys will get Hannah and Katie back, and I will be back behind the computer, most likely where I belong. Hit us up on the Tales We Tell podcast on Instagram, and feel free to go ahead and send us an email at thetaleswetellpodcast at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys through the direct messages, through the emails. We love hearing what you guys have to say and sharing your stories with us. Next week, Katie and Hannah will be back with another spooky story, unsolved mystery, or local lore.